Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Going to wing this episode today. I don't have any notes, but I was having shower thoughts today. (laughs) which is where I do some of my best work, right? It's where I come up with a lot of topics for the podcast. It's where I work through a lot of issues that I see my students having. And my students are all of you, right? They're MFR therapists who want to learn how to create six-figure businesses by working with me. So I just ran my two-hour presentation on overcoming objections and invited everybody to join my next group coaching program. And by the time this airs, like that will all be finished. But I kind of wanted to just give you guys a peek behind the scenes of what I go through when I offer the group, when it opens and what happens for me in this process, because it's very similar to what happens in the back end of an MFR business. When you guys do big things, when you raise your rates, when you start to sell MFR on purpose and you do things that feel a little bit dangerous. So yesterday I had challenged my group that's finishing up the November group to post something in the group that was a brag and not a humble brag. And then I also said, challenge you to post something that you feel very fearful of, or like post all of your worst fears. And some people understood the assignment and some people didn't. My reason for doing that is I want to start to normalize the amazing stuff we do out in the world. And it starts with us talking about it more and like really embodying the work that we do. You guys are out there healing people. You guys are out there changing people's lives. You are preventing people from having surgery. You're helping people recover from surgical procedures. You're helping people recover from massive trauma, generational traumas, things that we didn't even know happened to us living in our cells and our tissues and like helping people overcome all the shit that comes with that. And it's a really big fucking deal. And I don't think enough of us take the time to really feel that in our bodies. And this has been coming up for me too. So now after coaching for two years, a lot of my students are having a lot of success, right? That could sound totally bragging and I don't care. Like I am, I'm just going to brag for for a minute. And I know that it's safe to do that because I'm creating my own safety. I don't need anyone else to like what I'm going to say or even agree with it or whatever. I'm just doing this for me and for anyone else that this helps. But as my students are becoming more and more successful, they're then telling me of their success, right? And they're like, you've helped me do this. You've helped me and it's changed my life and it's done this and it's done this. And I feel this way now. And 
when that first started to happen, it's been happening for a while because what I do works, like I really believe in the work that I put out there is I instantly put it back on the student. And I'm like, oh, but you had to be willing to do the work and da, 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 right? Like I downgrade it. I kind of discount it. And I, it's like a hot potato that I want to give back. And I started sharing with my students in the November group, like how in the beginning, when I got feedback, like good feedback, I would feel like I was literally on fire. And it's only because I've never practiced receiving information like that before. I've never practiced embodying the safety or creating safety of it being okay to do good work out in the world and to embody the work that I do. So I want you guys to all think about how often you discount the work you do and discount the words that your clients are saying when they leave you a review, when they don't leave you a review, but they tell you with their words, what you've meant to them, what the work you've done with them has meant to them and how it's changed them. I want you to start to discover like what it feels like in your body. And you might not want to, you might feel really resistant to this because it doesn't actually feel good. Like you think if someone says something to you and it's like from love and admiration and respect and just gratitude, like that you're going to just feel that in your body. And you only will feel that in your body if you know how those vibrations feel in your body. So you need to practice like, what does gratitude feel like? What does satisfaction feel like? What does celebration feel like? What does contentment feel like? What are those feelings feel like in your body as vibrations? Because if you don't know, you're going to experience it as like anxiety and worry and like spinning out. Like it's just going to be more of the emotions that you're super used to practicing anyway, right? We spend a lot of time feeling anxious and worried and scared and full of fear and always waiting for the next thing so that we can not feel those things for just a few minutes. So really embodying the acceptance and the receiving of that information into you. I'm working on this. It's a work in progress for sure. So one of the other things that I had them do that I said a minute ago was write something down that you're afraid of. (laughs) And I was like, and I'm going to do it too. And one of the things that I have had happen a lot recently is kind of like flubs in my backend systems. So I wanted to interrupt the podcast to let you know that Raise Your Rate Bootcamp Live is coming back. Join me April 3rd through the 7th at 3.30 p.m. each day, Central Time Zone. Learn how to raise your rate and get coached throughout the entire process start to finish. Completely change what is possible for your business in just five days. Reserve your spot now. There is limited space available. You're going to want to join me live as there will not be any replays of this free event. And April group coaching enrollment is happening April 5th through the 7th. So be ready to join then too. Remember, raise your rate live bootcamp happening April 3rd through the 7th, 3.30 p.m. each day, central time zone. Mark your calendars. You don't want to have any excuse not to join us live. See you there. In October, I hired someone to completely revamp the back end of my business so that I can scale to a million dollar business. So that includes like 
a lot of infrastructure and technology and building out systems for the preparation of that. And to scale to a million, it means I need to be able to serve a lot more people at a time, but have their experience be the same for them as when it was like one-on-one or a small group, right? And I'm not saying I'm going to grow huge groups, but I am going to grow my capacity to serve more people and for their experience to still feel like this is a small boutique coaching business. So I have this big backend situation and there's a lot of automations. Like there's so many things that we can do in this. It's fascinating to me, but I, I have someone working for me almost full-time. Like it's someone I pay a lot of money to, to do all this stuff. It sends the emails, it does the payments. It's like all my landing pages, all my website. It's just a big monster machine, I like to call it. And for the first time ever in my business, like I'm not able to set up emails and send them out. I write all of the content and I decide how things go out and how I want them to look, but I'm not actually the one uploading it and sending it out. And to let go of that control was really next level for me. And I started practicing it in October. And I also brought on an online business manager and she helps me organize everything and can see the bigger picture of everything. And so we're always planning for things. And so everything is much more organized. But even with all of this help, even with all of these systems and automations, like one of my worst nightmares is sending out too many emails, right? Whatever that means, sending out the wrong information, like incorrect links or... For instance, like I sent out an email yesterday that said it was our last call and we still had one more call. So like, I don't like to create confusion for my clients. And then I read an email last night and I was like, God, this email is so good. Like, this is how I think about my emails. And I want you guys to think about yours in that same way because it's fun. But I'm reading reading it all the way down and I get to the, like the last GIF that I had in there. And I was like, gosh, my GIFs are so funny. And then also I was like, none of this whole paragraph doesn't make any sense. Was I having a seizure or what happened when I came up with this paragraph? But what had happened was in some of the email templates, there's just like placeholder text and the placeholder text hadn't gotten removed. So the email went out and there's just like a huge chunk of placeholder text in it, right? And my nervous system, like just a few days ago, maybe wouldn't have been able to handle that. This is like, I'm moving, like I'm changing at a very rapid pace right now because I'm doing so many things that are scary and dangerous for me. That's my perception, right? And so I messaged my online business manager and I was like, hey, this happened. And then I was like, but I'm just sitting over here laughing because it almost makes sense. And also this doesn't feel dangerous to me anymore. I don't even care. Like before, I probably would have sent out an apology email. I would have not been able to sleep. I would have just really been worrying about it. And instead, the calm and the steadiness that I feel in my body is completely amazing. And so I just took a moment to realize like, wow, something that before would have been so dangerous to me is no longer dangerous. And that is worth so much. It's kind of has a priceless value to me. And I'm pointing this out because I want you guys to look around at all of the things you perceive to be dangerous in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in your friendships, 
and all the things that you avoid doing at all costs because of the danger of what you perceive like could go wrong, right? It's like, I think before I would feel humiliated or ashamed or like people would not want to hear from me if I messed up. Here's the thing. If I, this entire time for the last two years was waiting to get all of this shit perfect, my book wouldn't be out in the world. This podcast wouldn't be happening. I wouldn't have group coaching. I would probably barely be doing one-on-one coaching because I'd feel so insecure about everything. And I have made so many fails along the way. I've done things wrong. I've messed up. I've had people mad at me. I've said the wrong thing, but I've kept going and I've kept up leveling or expanding my capacity to get it wrong. And most of the time I do get it right. And it's taking the time to like, see where things are working out, see where like my danger zone capacity is huge now. That is priceless for me. It's priceless for me as I grow this business because I don't know how to have a million dollar business. I've never had one before. I didn't know how to have a $100,000 business until I had one. I didn't know how to have a $200,000 business until I had one. I just know what it is that I want to create and who I want to help and how I help them. And it's my mission to continue to keep doing it. So in order to keep doing that, I'm going to have to do things while scared. I'm going to have to do things that are dangerous, that have consequences, that piss people off maybe. Not everybody's going to understand what I'm doing. And that's okay. The people that do are going to come along and they're going to be successful and we're going to have a lot of fun. And I'm just looking forward to everything that is possible. It's so fun to watch my students now, the ones that are like in it to win it. They've been with me for a while now. Some people have committed to coaching for three, four rounds. They started out as private coaching clients and they continue to stay with me because they can see the value of the investment in their brain. Nothing's going wrong in their business. In fact, their businesses are exploding. And still, even with all of the money, we've got thought work to do. We've got inside work to do. We've got work to do on expanding our danger zones. And that's what we're doing together. It's all this inside work so that when you're out in the world doing the work with your patients, you can show up for them more. You can just fully be there for them because you're not trying to be there to feel better about yourself. Like you're already taking care of that end of your business by working with me. So this is just a little behind the scenes moment. I'm not even sure if this train of thought makes sense and that's okay. I'm going to put it out there anyway. And I appreciate all of you that tune in and you listen and you take this information and you apply it to yourself and your business. So hopefully the takeaway today is that it's safe for you to expand your danger zone. You have to know what it is in order to expand it. Really ask yourself, what am I afraid of? And then what can I brag about? What can I do to really understand how amazing the work is that I do out in the world? I would love to challenge you to send me a message or post it in your stories, a not so humble brag about yourself. And it's not a list of who you are. Like it's not about being a mom or an entrepreneur or a good grandma. It's about who do you help? Who do you think you are? What is the work you're doing in the world? I want to hear about that. I already know you're awesome as a mom, as a grandma, as a person. But what are the things we don't know 
that you're awesome at. Tell us those things. Let's all share it. All right. Tag me in it. Hashtag the MFR coach. Share it on your story. Tag me in your story. I will share these all over social media when they come out. If you're willing to do it, let's make a movement. Not so humble brag. Safe to be dangerous. I'll see you guys next week on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at the MFR coach and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, the MFR Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week.